A democratic republic of sports. The Sportsocracy with ESPN Asheville hosts Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green. Welcome into the Sportsocracy on a Tuesday morning. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is alongside. As always, we are live from the Wicked Weed Studio, WickedWeedBrewing.com. Drink different. J.J. Watt decides, yes, he is going to go to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, because that's what because, we all thought, right? Yeah. Right, we all sure. had Arizona. Everybody, sure. everybody got the memo on that? Sure. Cool. Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's more uh, quarterback shuffling going on as apparently the Washington football team is ready to move on from Alex Smith. So we'll talk about his destinations as well. We've got a coaching change in the NBA. And, of course, yay, it's March. There's a story about the, the the Lloyd Pierce thing. It shouldn't be funny, and it's really not, but it kind of is. But it kind of is. Okay. All right, so we got that story coming up for you on the program, and uh, yay, March sadness begins as the Tar Heels are god-awful. Yeah, all those people that sent me great day to be a damn Tar Heel. How you feel now? Yeah. <laughs> not a great day to be a Tar Heel, yeah. uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Last night, they fell apart, turned the ball over 20 times against Syracuse. They fought back at the end, tried to win, couldn't, couldn't complete the comeback. Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma, so we'll talk some, uh, some March Madness as well. And uh, Alabama, God bless Alabama. They're going full stadium. Did you see this? Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, they're the first of what will be many. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Little six to midnight action on that one. Alabama having a full stadium at a hundred thousand people. It kind of made me uh, just remember the good old days. Oh, the good days. The, the good old days are here. We got people in in college basketball tournaments. We, yep. we, shit is happening. This is going to be the summer of Jeremy, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Plus, we got the uh, next edition of the off-season files. We'll go over the uh, off-season options for both the Philadelphia Eagles and the Baltimore Ravens. First, let's talk J.J. Watt, though. J.J. Watt decides he's going to go and join his former teammate, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, a lot's being brought up about Vance Joseph as well. Vance Joseph, who was on the staff at Houston for several years, I think all of the good years, of J.J. Watt. Mm -hmm. uh, he was on that staff. He is uh, also on the staff over at Arizona. So he reunites with two familiar faces and gets a two-year $31 million deal with $23 million guaranteed. J.J. Watt broke the internet yesterday. As soon yep. as he posted that picture and said, source me, first of all, good for fucking you. <laughs> oh, everybody thinks they know where I'm going? Yep. Eat one. Yep. All the speculation had been about uh, the Green Bay Packers, the Buffalo Bills, the Cleveland Browns. And he, I mean, he went through and edited his Peloton yeah. account to say. Such a troll. S I'm such a fan. SB56 dot 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 GB dot 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 CLE dot 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 BUF. And everybody went, okay, it's one of those three teams. And then not two hours afterwards decides, fuck it, I'm going to Arizona. I like how you said dot 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 like Mel Kuyper said Todd. Todd, 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 Todd. Todd. <laughs> yeah, I, to me, it's just. How can you not come away with this thinking that this was this was a money decision? I, I don't understand why people keep saying that. You, well, because he gave up money that's already been reported multiple places. He get, he had more money on the table 
from, I want to say, the Browns and the Colts? We already know that. If it was a money grab, he would have taken the more money. Right. This is not, he know. actually thinks they're competitive, well, and I don't wrong. disagree with it. He is wrong. <laughs> All right, let me ask you a question. Is this team going to be better or worse next year than they were this year? They will be better. Okay. Uh, will the LA Rams be better or worse than they were last year? They'll be it's pretty just close. as good. It's if pretty not close. Better. Will the Seahawks be better or worse next year than they were last year? Just it's worse. It's worse. It's worse and it's not close. Don't fuck with me. It's worse and it's not even close. Al. Uh, you have a quarterback that's pissed off. You have no money and your offensive line is literally made of cotton candy. Uh, yeah, I think I see a path. Okay. I, I believe I do see a path. And everybody's talking about how great the 49ers are going to be. Mm -hmm. Are they, though? Uh, yeah. Are they, though? Yeah, they will. Is Jimmy Garoppolo still going to be the quarterback? Of course. Okay, he was fine I have when my reservations were. then. And he was fine when they were when he was their quarterback. Was he, though? Yeah, he took them to a Super Bowl. They were, then, they were within a possession of winning a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. Did yes. he, though? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. That there's would there's be, not really much arguing that. That would be like me racing. That'd be like putting me in a Maserati and I'm racing a Miata. And I said, oh, it's my driving skill that got us there. No, it's the fact that my car goes faster than yours. Jimmy Garoppolo took one of the most talented teams in the league and they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which they will be one of the most talented teams in the league again next year. Okay. Do you feel like Trent Dilfer was an elite quarterback? <laughs> How about Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> How about Nick Foles? <laughs> I keep doing this. Oh, well, you can keep doing it, but you're still wrong. I just think it's funny that two weeks ago you were on the San Francisco needs any quarterback not named Jimmy Garoppolo. And then all of a sudden your boy John Lynch says, he's our quarterback. And you went, that. Yes, no. I believe in John Lynch. If it, it never was about Jimmy Garoppolo. It was about what could they put together. It was a, This team is fine with Jimmy Garoppolo it's as fine. the quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's fine. You're right. It's fine. J.J. Watt decided to go to the fourth best team in his division. You're drunk as piss. I'm not. If you think they're the worst team in this division. I just heard Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams like universally agree on this. You're wrong. Uh, let me ask you a question. Best quarterback in that division is? Russell Wilson. Second is? Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Okay, so I have the second best quarterback. Uh -huh. Who has the best defense in that division? San Francisco 49ers. Do they though? And the L.A. Rams. Do you realize how much they're going to lose? Do you understand how many starters the San Francisco 49ers have that are free agents? How many? Because it's six. Okay. And you think that's just going to all be hunky-dunky. Oh, by the way, Rob Salah is the new coach of the Jets. Mm -hmm. Your D coordinator is one year older than I am. How would you feel about me coordinating your defense? I understand he's way smarter than me. I get that. Don't send me fucking tweets. I don't know. <laughs> I'm good. I say enough stupid shit. Give it a minute. I'll say something uh -huh. else. Uh -huh. we, we, we've been listening to it for 10 minutes now. Uh, I just think it's funny that, oh, he was chasing the money. No, this is a good team. This is a good team, and there's no doubt about that. It's a fun And I'll be team. honest with you, it makes way more sense than Green Bay did. After I thought about it, it makes way more sense than Green Bay did, way more sense than Cleveland did. The only one I looked at and went, I don't know why you didn't do that, is Buffalo. That's it. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers could be gone from Green Bay in 12 months. Fact or fiction? Fact. 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 Yeah. Baker Mayfield sucks at life. Fact or fiction? Stone Cold fact. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, so that part makes sense. What I don't understand, I understand why you didn't want to tie yourself to Carson Wentz either. Mm -hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. So you go somewhere that you have a familiarity with a defensive coordinator, 
and one of your best friends from Houston plays there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In all reality, the more I thought about it, the more I went, you know, we should have seen this coming. Not saying that we should have known that's what he was going to do. Right. That should have been a team we talked about. I heard it nowhere. No, and I thought it was ridiculous when DeAndre Hopkins' Twitter or Instagram posts were getting some publicity when he was saying, hey, come finish the job. I didn't realize they had a great working relationship between they the were, two of them. They were close. Well, I, I think I, that was universally known. I didn't know that. DeAndre Hopkins did a lot with the charitable things mm -hmm. that J.J. Watt did. Mm -hmm. They did a lot of that together. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just when a guy comes out and says immediately that he wants to be released from the team because he wants to, you know, he wants to be on a contender, this is probably the last place I would have thought he would gone. He would have gone. The last place? Now, see, that's just dumb. Of the contenders, this would have been the last one. But see, I don't understand why you keep saying that. I think it has to be reassessed here that J.J. Watt's 31 years old. Mm -hmm. We're making this sound like he's 80. He's eight years younger than Larry Fitzgerald. Right. So, I, I mean, I'm not saying he wants to up. be wherever he's going for a minute. I know he only signed for two years. Mm -hmm. He's got five years left in him. Yeah, probably. How many of the teams that you have said have five years of being a contender left? Okay. Green Bay doesn't. If he wants to stay in Arizona for... I said that from the get-go. Point. That's why I said Buffalo made so much sense. Right. And then somebody pointed something out to me yesterday that I had not thought of. Buffalo didn't have money. If they're going to resign Milano and Darrell Williams, and, and you know, I just always kind of look at cap sheets and go, they'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Well, then I looked at Buffalo's. They're not going to figure it out. Right. <laughs> they are leveraged to high holy hell mm -hmm. with a Josh Allen extension coming. Uh, yeah, they're not going to figure that out. Yeah, we the, undervalued that. Yeah, the money never made sense for me in Buffalo. I keep, I, I, I kept saying that. I think. Well, the money was. <laughs> well, the money's better in Buffalo than it, than it was in Green Bay. Yeah, and it's uh, directly well, when, equivalent to Cleveland. Right. So there's that. But when I kept when I kept saying, well, there, you know, the fact that they're already over the cap that hurts this. You kept saying, oh, that, that that's something they could figure out down the line. I get it. Well, they could have figured it out. They, I, I mean, you could figure it out down the line. But what are you going to have to sacrifice to make that money work? And by the way, they made an aggressive offer. The the mm -hmm. the, the the one that finished second for JJ Watt, and he said this was Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're, you're blowing this off like, oh, the money. Well, they just didn't have $15.5 million. Right. I mean, and they could have. They just decided that keeping Stefan Diggs and keeping mm -hmm. Daryl Williams and keeping Matt Milano was more important. Which is the smart play. I don't I don't see I don't J.J. Watt still as a franchise-changing player. Mm, I really don't. And I think you're wrong. Well, I mean, I mean, I very well could be wrong. It definitely wouldn't be the first time I've been wrong about something. But again... Uh, I, and I, I, I know you poo-poo this, but I'm going to keep going back to the fact that, you know, there's been, what, two and a half seasons that he's missed in the last five? That factors into it for me. Every player in the NFL is injury-prone to him. No. The Just same the man that I watched try to do CrossFit yesterday, and it looked like a... CrossFit. Uh, CrossFit. This is how you do it? Oh. Am I doing it? Am I doing it? You would fit in nicely at the old folks' home <laughs> as they're playing Richard Simmons tapes. And, and the music is on a damn record. Yeah. Yeah, eight track. Bingo. He's got it. Yeah, I'm going to do a scouting report on Tank one day, and I guarantee you the, the, the phrase, he's not quick or sudden, is coming up. <laughs> 
I don't think J.J. Watt's a franchise-changing player. I, I disagree really with you. I disagree with you. And no, and, so, and but the think, fact right, is, so think about how many young players this defense has between mm -hmm. Buda Baker, and now they're talking about bringing back Patrick Peterson, who I still maintain is not as good as everybody thinks he is. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's a veteran guy. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of veteran leadership on a defense that's going to be pretty good. Right. Where's the negative in that? I don't see the negative here. He's still an elite pass rusher when he's healthy. That's mm -hmm. not debatable. No, it's not. It's not worth 15. I'm going to be all on the, I, I'm going to be all aboard the Arizona train. Well, Especially we, if they draft Caleb Farley like I think they're well, going you to. You were already on the Arizona train, Mr. <laughs> Best team in the NFC. Wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah, you were. Wasn't wrong. Yeah, you were very wrong. In <laughs> fact, Hashtag you couldn't have been more wrong. The only way you could have been more wrong is if you'd have made them the Philadelphia, if you'd said that about the Philadelphia Eagles. Hashtag these birds are real. <laughs> yeah, with your, uh, your, your affinity for birds. Nope, affinity is the wrong word there. Is Whatever it? the opposite of affinity is, that's what I have for birds. <laughs> but these birds I like. Uh, I I still, I the only thing that makes me nervous about this team is I still don't fully believe in Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. Mm I do the guy fired at Texas Tech. I get a little uh, in my feelings about that. Right. But he's got a quarterback that runs his system. He's got a, you know, he's got the pieces in place to make it work. Steven Tao said, remember when everybody said Kyler Murray was going to win MVP? Hey, guess what? I'm saying it again. <laughs> he's got a great point. Still maintain Josh Allen should have been the MVP last year. Yeah. You no. would have had my vote. No, I'm old. No well, doubt. That's, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. That's why they don't give me a vote. They're afraid I'll waste it. Because you will. I may still be drunk. You're, I, I'm not yeah. going to say you're wrong on that. <laughs> Did you go out again last night? No. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I went out to Club Couch. <laughs> it was great. Nice. I had uh, a four-way with three pillows on my couch. It was wonderful. <laughs> Now, to, to me, you know, a 31-year-old pass rusher that has been injured frequently. I don't know how else I could say this to skirt around your scoffing. Is <laughs> not worth $15, $16 million to me. And when I heard that initial report, that's why I went, no, that, that, that money can't be right. I, and then it, he ends the up more with the I Arizona thought about Cardinals. it, the more it actually doesn't shock me. I mean, first of all, this deal is very easy for them to get out of. Okay. So if, I mean, this is basically a $16 million one-year deal with the option of, hey, if we like each other, we can keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Where it's at. All right. I just don't see how this makes them all that much better. Yes, it makes the defense better. Yes, it gives them a ferocious pass rush. But in the end, is that's what is going to tip the scale to make them a contender. And I, I, I don't believe it is. Oh, by the way, if and you haven't hit the, uh, I, I just saw yeah. this and I will forget if I don't say this. Uh, there's a little thumb underneath me, hit that. And there's, if you haven't subscribed, there's a little beer. Damn the devil with mirrors <laughs> right there. I can see myself uh -huh. and my hand going this way, it goes this way on the screen. Yeah. I made it easy. So all you have to do is click the little beer at the bottom right-hand <laughs> corner of the screen. Now continue, because I was going to forget that like I did yesterday. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't see how this is the turning point for Arizona to become 
you know, just outside the playoffs to Super Bowl contender? Mm, I do. All right, tell me how many teams in the NFC are, and this is before the draft, mm -hmm. this is before free agency, how many teams in the NFC are definitively better than them right now? Definitively. Definitively, definitively. better? Definitively. In my mind, definitively, definitively better, the Los Angeles Rams You're are wrong. definitively You're better. Wrong. That, You're wrong. Come They're on. They're the thinnest team in the NFL. Who plays left tackle? Okay, you have a geriatric quarterback that gets hurt constantly, mm -hmm. and your left tackle is 39 years old and is not coming back. Mm -hmm. Who plays left tackle? How you going to get one? Don't have a first-round pick. Traded that. Mm -hmm. Don't have any money. Mm -hmm. What, what are you going to do? Every guy on the team will hemorrhage you if you trade them. They don't have an opportunity to get any better. That's the And John Johnson's walking out the door. I've crunched numbers on that. Okay, franchising. We'll see how that works. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to lose one of them. They have one of the best corners on the market, and they got one of the best safeties on the market. You're losing one of the two. Right. Plus, you lost your defensive coordinator. Uh, that's a lot of loss to me. Mm -hmm. What'd you lose in Arizona? <gasps> Not shit. <laughs> Matter of fact, you added a big old scary individual. To me, the San Francisco 49ers are definitively better than okay, that. Okay, who's right got a better quarterback than me or them? You. Okay. Uh, did they lose their defensive coordinator? Oh, okay, I thought so. Uh, that's a lot of moving pieces. Just saying. Okay. I said definitively. Actually, I said it about six times. Mm -hmm. There's one team in the NFC that's definitively better than them. You're wrong. One. <laughs> You're wrong. The Green Bay Packers are definitively better. Uh, do you know how much they're getting ready to lose? Because uh, it's a lot. We, we haven't done their, or uh, we've already done their off-season file. Uh, they have a lot of shit that's free too. Mm -hmm. The one team that's definitively better, and Ron's going to have a stroke if I don't say it, is the, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. That's it. I was saving them for last. That's it. Ron was going to have a stroke if I didn't I say that. Like, oh. <laughs> I actually thought Ron was just going to jump in front of the camera and go, this guy. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's the only team you know definitively is better. And they could lose a lot. Mm. Arizona has a better draft pick than every team you just said. They can add a young guy in Caleb Farley. They can bring back uh, Patrick Peterson. There's a lot to like about this team. A lot. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying. And J.J. must uh, I just, I'm just sick of hearing that this was a money grab. He didn't go to the fucking Jaguars. This is a competitive team. And this could be a very good team. Right. I, I got news for you. There's a lot of people in the NFL that believe in Kyler Murray way more than you do. And I'm not even talking about you. I'm talking about all of you. Uh-huh. Kyler Murray is the dude that I get to hear people wax poetic about all the time. They love him. And he's got three more years on a rookie deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trust me, that matters. Josh Allen, uh, he has one. Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield, same thing. It's not a happenstance. I'm not saying there's not a lot to like with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm just saying if your ultimate goal was to immediately compete for championships, I think this was the wrong But goal. see, I think it's the immediately. That's the mm -hmm. word that all of you are getting wrong. Yep. He doesn't see this as an immediate. He sees this as I've got five more years left and I really don't want to move again. Mm -hmm. He was more ingrained in the community of Houston than any player in probably in my lifetime in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I mean, name me a player that was more synonymous with their city than J.J. Watt. I'll wait. Yeah. Dan Marino in Miami and John Elway in Denver, the only two I would even listen to. And they were both quarterbacks. This is a defensive end that was ingrained in his community. 
He wanted to find one more team and ride off into the sunset. Mm -hmm. And so what did he do? He tied himself to the best second-year quarterback in the NFL going into his third year. Mm -hmm. The only guy that I could have seen it more, and they don't run the right scheme for him, and they don't need him, is the L.A. Chargers with Herbert. That's it. This is what I've been saying all, all season long, and the more I've thought about it, the more I've – why did I not pick up on this? Of course this is how this goes. Because once you pay that quarterback big-ass money, you don't have $15.5 million to risk on a guy like J.J. Watt. Right. You don't. Ray Lewis is a good answer. Drew Brees is also a good answer. Russell Wilson's not a shitty answer. Okay, there were more than I thought. <laughs> Big Poppy in Boston, that's baseball. Baseball doesn't count. Oh, stop that. Hashtag and yes, because you're baseball. <laughs> I'm not going to take your derision. I'm not going to take your derision. Baseball started yesterday, and I'm kind of excited about it. Oh, by the way, did you see the Red Sox use the new rule? There's there's a new rule in spring training, by the way, that if your uh, if your pitcher throws more than 23 pitches in an inning, or 20 pitches, I think is the cap, you can just end the inning. It's called they're they're doing the new this new mercy rule thing, and they did it first inning yesterday. Got through 23 pitches, and they went, nope, we're done. Tell me that's uh, not the most baseball it, shit you've it ever is. heard. It is. It's they absolutely. came up with a rule where they went. If the first pitch, first 20 pitches go bad enough, you can just go, nope, we're yep. done. Yep. Nope, we're done. We're done. <laughs> Fuck this. Holy shit, we're done. And that's exactly how it went. He, dude walked the bases loaded, walked in a run, and then uh, they were like, nah, we're done. Just just cap it off. This is it. <laughs> I read that and I went, oh, and they move on. That, that's that's that'll get me to talk about baseball. Oh, wait a you, you scored too much. We have to go into our safe space and talk about this. <laughs> the craziest part was me. There was the same pitcher came back in. Oh, yeah. You got shellacked yeah. to the point of they went, no, 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 no. And then you came back up and did it. Yeah, yeah. And then he was fine. Because all you got to do is, is if the inning gets away from you, and this is only spring training rule. It's just, a, you know, it's they're not going to do this in the regular season or anything. But still, it was, yeah, if your guy has a bad enough inning, you can just call it quits in the middle of it with the bases loaded and everything. <laughs> and the Red Sox had to use it yesterday to, to kick off the spring training and made every Red Sox fan go, yay, sports ball. I guess, I guess the, you know, if anything, this will have been a historic season for the Red Sox. Well, you we also a rehired standard. a manager that you fired for cause Which is less exactly than a year ago. what we should have done. Which is hilarious. It's exactly what we should have Do done. Do you realize if a team had done that in any other sport, we would have lost our shit? Uh-huh. But we care so little about baseball that we just went, that's ah, fine. No, it's how that's much fine. that's how much winning matters. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's how much winning matters. You get a guy and you're like, uh, well, we can't, we got to cut you loose. You got you got caught cheating. Pat, I 100% understand it's just spring training. I know they're not going to do this in the regular season. Right. My point is that there's no other sport in the world that would do that. The NFL would never look at a preseason go game and go, if a drive's going bad enough for you five plays in, you can just go, nope, pull the defense off the field. <laughs> it's our ball now. <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> I want that to happen. Oh my so God, bad. I do too. Oh, <laughs> like Cliff Kingsbury just lets you run five plays, you didn't score and go. It's right. our turn now. It's our right. turn. Right. Our ball. Right. Start out the ball at the twenty. The first four plays for the offense it goes. Uh, you know, fucking. Uh, 
you know, 70 or what, what would they, fuck, I, fruit, I screwed up the math on that one. I don't know if you just had a stroke or what happened. I was trying to do math in my but... head at the same time, and it's early in the morning, and I'm tired. You just had a, you just went full syntax error on screen. I did. You just said a slew of numbers and letters. I just had that, uh, that, that sideways smiley face with, sorry, something went wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first four plays goes down to the one yard line, and you can just be like, nope, nope, we're not going to let him score. One day I'm going to tell the story. The, the, God, now I can't even say story. I can't say the word story correctly. One day I'll tell the story of why we keep saying that. That's more of a threadbare Thursday, like we ain't got shit to talk about, and I'll explain why you I keep going sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really feel like people should just be allowed to come hang out with us for a day. Yeah. If you don't like us on screen, I promise you, you would like us just hanging out here. Uh, also in the NFL, Alex Smith is not going to be continuing with the Washington football team. Yeah, in other news, uh, the, today is Tuesday. The sky is blue and water's wet. Uh, is that breaking news? Spicy, spicy. No, no, it's not breaking news, but the question now remains, what's what's next for Alex Smith? The 2020 NFL Comeback Player of the Year. He made, you know, the greatest comeback ever after having to have 17 surgeries to repair a demolished leg. And where he goes from here, where's the spot? Where's his landing spot? I've heard New England, which makes sense. He's a very Belichickian type quarterback because he never turns the ball over. Mm -hmm. Alex Smith is like historically good at not turning the ball over. Right. I think he'll find a spot, and it's most likely going to be with one of these young guys. Him with Trey Lance makes a ton of sense to me. But is he? But then again, so does Tyrod Taylor. But is he at the point where he has to be relegated to be a backup? He feels like he's still a starter in the league. Or I, I think he should feel like he's still a starter in the league. I feel like he's good enough to still be a starter bottom level obviously but I, I I've heard that a lot with any of these teams that are going to draft a quarterback would love to have Alex Smith well of course they would I mean he's a team guy and he's been you know a great backup for a lot for several years but he's also got starting level chops and the fact that he doesn't turn the ball over and the fact that he can still win games, I feel like somebody needs to give him a shot at a starting job. And so, part of me thinks, well, why not the why not the Chicago Bears? That one makes sense with Matt Nagy. They were mm-hmm. together in Kansas City. Right. Uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. In the last two years, well, 2018-2020, the last two years Alex Smith played, mm-hmm. do you know what his combined record is as a starter? Started 16 games. Started 16 games. I'm going to say he was like 10-6. and six. He was 11-5. and five. <laughs> Dude's a winner. Do you know he hasn't had a losing season in the NFL? Ask this a different way. What year do you think was his last losing year as a starter? Oh, God. No, it, it's been longer than that. You got to remember, those San Francisco teams he started on were fucking awful. Mm-hmm. It was 2010. He hadn't had a losing season in 10 years. He's a really good I have a lot of weapons around you, quarterback. Mm-hmm. Carolina, I'll be really honest with you, that it'll never happen. I would like him in Carolina mm-hmm. with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson if they could find a way to bring back Curtis Samuel. Right. He's like a really high-level Teddy Bridgewater to me. I could see that. I think they're the same guy, if I'm being really honest. <laughs> 
I do. I think Teddy Bridgewater and Alex Smith are the exact same player, and you're going to get Alex Smith for half the cost. Derek. You're actually not wrong. I know I'm not yeah. wrong. Yeah. I didn't think not, of it until it came think out of about, my mouth. Right, the more I think about it, yeah, he's... Uh, I had already said it before I really thought about it, and the more I've thought about it, the more accurate I think it is. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that I think is going to be on a team. I'll be... Uh, and and I'll, I'll go one step he's further. He's absolutely going to be on a team. I, uh, if I'm he wants to be. I'm wondering I, well, if he's going to be a starter. It, it, it sounds like he thinks he's just going to walk in somewhere and be a starter, and that's not going to happen. I'll tell you another guy that I would really like him to be paired with. And this is a guy that I've said is more pro-ready, but I think his ceiling is lower. Mm -hmm. I would love Mac Jones and Alex Smith to be on the same team. I would love it. Because Mac Jones is the future, and you're going to learn how to be a pro from absolutely one of the most consummate professionals you ever see in sports. Okay. Think about how many times Alex Smith has basically been looked at and gone, nope. We would rather have anybody, anybody else. Anybody, yeah. Oh, it's three times. Three separate times he's been the franchise quarterback of a, of a, of a team, and they've gone, nope. Mm -hmm. And he was almost always a winner. Mm -hmm. And you look at a guy in Mac Jones that they have very similar skill sets. The one difference is Alex Smith is markedly more athletic, or was. Right. I don't know how athletic he is now. Yeah, I don't. There's, Kyle there's, a, there's a little bit of regression there. Kyle Trask is another guy. I would love to see him with... with. This is just a guy... There's a value in the locker room. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say the same thing about Alex Smith that I think you're undervaluing with J.J. Watt. There is a value to having this guy around your other guys. Mm -hmm. This guy makes other guys better. Terry McLaurin. Uh, name me the quarterback in the NFL he's been better with than Alex Smith. There's not, not one. He played in college with the other quarterback he played with, who, granted, is not good. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, people get in the comments keep saying San Francisco. That didn't end well. I'm just going to level with you. And I understand it's a completely different uh, front office. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It ended that badly. Especially with how things... It, it, there's a lot to that story. Well, he's not a market upgrade from Garoppolo. So, I don't see that... He's not an upgrade from, from Garoppolo. The reason that people are saying that is because San Francisco came out and said, we want to invest in a backup quarterback. And he makes all the sense in the well, world. I just that. don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, because you had the report yesterday that the 49ers called uh, the Carolina Panthers for Teddy Bridgewater, I guess, to see if they could bring him in to be their backup quarterback. Yeah, because nobody understands how money works. <laughs> it's fucking $10 million. To I feel like Joe Biden's been president for a month and everybody forgot how fucking money works. <laughs> like... <laughs> If you go to Walmart and you have $100 anymore. worth of groceries and you have $40, a concession is going to have to be made here somewhere. Yeah, they don't just go, ah, it's fine. You roll on. Money doesn't matter when the Democrats are in charge. You know that. <laughs> I mean, I think there could be some. And New, New England is a great landing spot for him. Um, and Chicago. I think those would be the two... Those are the two honey holes for me right now, for Alex Smith. My wife just chimed in her first comment when I made an anti-Democrat uh, comment. Damn, I love that woman. Um, <laughs> I didn't even hear what you just said. I was just... I said New England and Chicago. Those are the two places that make most sense. Chicago makes the most sense. The only thing... The, here would be my reservation about Chicago. I don't know, with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace being where they are... I mean, this is... You're a bad year from being fired. Yeah. You know, and Ryan Pace does not have a soft place to land, and I'm going to level with you. Matt Nagy's only place to land is if Eric Bieniemy gets a job. 
He ain't going back to be Mike Kafka's quarterback coach, I promise you. Right. This is such an important year. I'm not sure you want to tie it to a guy who has as many health problems as Alex Smith does. And I'm not trying to throw shade at the guy. I'm really not. I just don't know that you can feel super confident in that. I think if Alex Smith's healthy, he may very well be the best option the Bears have to be competitive and relevant. Absolutely. However, you can't possibly know that. Mm -hmm. There's no way to know. And I feel like if I'm Matt Nagy and I've got, let's say it's Alex Smith and they draft Kyle Trask, I feel like I'm going to be on the edge of my seat every time he gets hit. Because if he goes down, I am fucked by the fickle finger of fate. Mm -hmm. That's the reason I would say it. I could see Alex Smith going to Chicago with somebody else. If they re-sign Trubisky, let's say the market doesn't develop on Trubisky, mm -hmm. he could come back and be the backup. Uh, or, or compete with him. Right. I, uh, Eric Miller said in the comments, Denver, I would love Alex Smith backing up Drew Locke. I think he would be a great guy for Drew Locke to learn from. The other problem of this is that we've seen Alex Smith be good. Mm -hmm. The thing You have to remember the way that fans think. Right. That would be bringing on a quarterback controversy. 100%. You could be opening the door to your own firing mm -hmm. in Denver. Because if Drew Locke comes in and struggles and everybody looks at the weapons and Judy and Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant and the two running backs, you have so much talent that you feel like the quarterback's just a guy that has to not fuck up. If Drew Locke beats him in camp, the first two interception half he has, the fans in Denver are going to be coming out of their seats screaming for Alex Smith. Yep. And that's going to be one of the problems for him finding a job. He's, he's, he's really high-level Ryan Fitzpatrick. By the way, I have to say this just solely because I love hearing my opinion come out of other people's mouths. <laughs> did you see SI's, uh, SI did an article of, uh, I don't remember exactly how this went, but where starting quarterbacks would land? No. Who each team's starting quarterback would be next year? Yeah. The one for the Houston Texans was A.J. McCarron. <laughs> Stop that. I love hearing my opinion come out of other people's mouths. A.J. McCarron. I swear to you, the more I think it, the more it's going to happen. All right. God, how beautiful would that be? I saw be? that for at Houston, After this all morning. of this quarterback movement that we have, and you got all these names out there for Houston to just go, fuck it. A.J. McCarron. Give it to us. I saw that this morning, and I went, oh, wow. I love Yikes. hearing my opinion come out of other people's mouth. Mm -hmm. I can also tell who talks to some of the same people that I do. Right. That's one of the fun parts of this job is that I've, I've made some connections. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a friendly chap. And every once in a while, I'll see a report on ESPN or SI or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> I know where you heard that. <laughs> I know exactly where you heard that, actually. Uh, Deshaun Watson, yeah. You heard anything on that lately? On Deshaun have Watson? We, have, we, have we got any movement, or is it still just One the same of the funniest things the you'll wheels. ever hear in your life is teams have started leaving voicemails for the Texans because they refuse to answer the phone. Right. But they've been doing that for five days. Yeah. What's the next step in the in, in, in this story, though? I'll tell when you. Is the, it, when is the next shoe going to drop is kind of what I'm getting at. One drop yesterday that changed kind of how I think about this. Okay. This was a report from, I want to say SI. Mm hmm There is a team whose GM voiced to a reporter that they would be willing to give up two full years' worth of drafts for Deshaun Watson. Oh. Seven picks. Two times. Yep. Are you fucking? Yep. Who? I, 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 don't, I don't know. He didn't any, put his name on clue? it. Any clue? That's not how this works. Any clue? I mean, who could it be? Washington's the one that screamed at me. 
Because you're picking in the middle of the first round. Your picks are not that great. There's not a, a logical fit for you. And you don't really have anything they would want. Oh, it has to be a team that doesn't have a quarterback. Right. <clears throat> so it's not the Jets. It's not the Dolphins. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. Carolina's another one that I wouldn't be shocked. 14 picks. Do I think that's going to happen? No. No. But the quote was, we would give up a full year's worth of picks and would consider doing it twice. Armchair commentary said in the, in the comments, by the way, that's a hilarious show in Canada. I highly recommend you watch it. <laughs> uh, love those guys. And that is all sorts of stupid. Yeah. That's a level of stupid that I can't wrap my brain around. No. We did that once. Do you remember how the Ricky Williams thing went? Yeah. Mike did kill with his damn dreadlocks. Uh, that's a picture that's burned into my head forever. And something that no coach could ever get away with again. No, <laughs> no, God, no. That would never. Mike Dinkill was a Hall of Fame coach and player. That is the only thing I think of when I hear it, when, when I see him. That and Chris Farley. Yeah. Okay. So let's say there's a hurricane. The hurricane is called Hurricane Dicka. Oh. <laughs> that was that. That was actually the my first email address was the Bears. At AOL.com. Everybody's got an embarrassing first email. Yeah, hey, was, in the comments, put your eight, first email. It was eight A's. You had to. <laughs> if enough people it's put deep. their first embarrassing email in the comments, I'll tell you what mine was. And mine trumps all of yours. <laughs> Is it worse than D and eight A's and bears? Okay, that's pretty bad. Because how are we supposed Were to Were you know? drunk or oh, a child? Oh, shit. I, I was a child. I okay. sent it to, you know, D and seven A's. <laughs> like. It was very dumb. I feel like mine's going to be a letdown because it's not like Juicy Girl 17, which is what I think a lot of people think it's going to be. That's the one, I, by the way, that's the email address I use when people ask me for an email address. When I purchase clothing and shit and they say I need to give them an email, it's always Juicy Girl 17. <laughs> that or something way more vulgar than that that I can't say on the show. Think about that. It's so vulgar, I don't want to say it here. You strike me as the kind of guy that would have had a screen name of, like, rock hard for you. It's so much worse than that. <laughs> Romeo Cock 24. <laughs> Somebody said, can we get a an interpreter from Mississippi in here? I got a little bit of an accent, okay? <laughs> we'll get Alex Sander in here. He lives in Mississippi. Right, right. All right, the uh, Atlanta Hawks have let loose... Their coach. Lloyd, this is one of the most god-awful stories you'll ever hear. Lloyd Pierce is gone after two years and some change with the Atlanta Hawks, and they were god-awful under him. They only won like 34% of their games, and it hasn't been going well. They've lost like 11 out of the last 15 before he was let go. So, I don't, you know, what's the story, though? What's the, what's the juicy side of this? So they let Lloyd Pierce run practice yesterday. After he fired? After Before he fired? they fired him. Oh, okay. He ran practice. All right. Then they pulled him into the office and said, oh, Lloyd, uh, here's the thing. With Nate McMillan, by the way, who's going to succeed him. Right. Nate, Mill Mick, Nate McMillan would not, the, the, the guy that said, I need an interpreter, has got me all kinds of fucked up now. <laughs> uh, they pull him in the office. Nate McMillan says, I won't accept the job unless Lloyd's okay with it. Lloyd signs off on it. They part ways. Mm -hmm. He had a kid four days ago. 
Lloyd Pierce had a baby four days. I think it was five days ago now. Ouch. He had a baby five days ago and got fired. Yep. I re- Doc Rivers lost his mind about that. <laughs> oh, he had a baby just like five days ago. That was, was a cool business. Uh, I, mean, I mean, if he were the... I, you know, here's me being insensitive. If he were an average Joe, I would feel bad for that. But he's a millionaire NBA coach. It's not like he's going to be destitute and thrown out on his ass. It's not like he was working third shift at the supermarket and lost his job five days after ha- after he just had a child. I, To me, that doesn't factor into it. Does that make me an asshole? Uh, I don't think you could say anything that would make you the biggest asshole on this set. So, well, no, I think you're good. No, I'm just, I'm just curious though. Like, is that something I should feel sorry for? Like, like, like when I, you know, when, when, when I get fired after just buying a house, that's a big difference between an NBA coach and me. Like, oh shit, man, that sucks. He got fired. Oh, they just bought a house. How will, how will they recover? And then you look at the other side. No, I think he's going to be fine. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I, I heard Doc Rivers' little diatribe, and once I stopped God. laughing at the fact that he sounds like he needs to have his larynx replaced. Uh, larynx. I, I listened to what he said, and I went, damn, that's savage. Larynx, look that one up in your medical dictionary. Well, Larynx, it's the reason he sounds like this. It's the reason Doc Rivers. I've always wondered how do players hear him. Like uh-huh. he calls plays, oh, four, four, huh. It sounds like an old car sputtering out. I never thought I was going to get the opportunity to make fun of Doc Rivers again when he got fired by the Clippers, and yet, here we are. <laughs> Armchair commentary says, had an old area manager be asked to do store tours, check on sales, etc. He was being fired, and the person who replaced him showed up to lunch as he was being fired. Secret time? I did that one time. You did that to someone? I forgot to fire a guy. <laughs> I hired his replacement, and I forgot to fire him. <laughs> Dude showed Why up am and, I not surprised? Dude showed up to his new office one day with a box of shit, and there was a guy sitting there, and he went, this is not good. <laughs> he came to my office, and I went, oh, wait. Uh, Should have checked my calendar on that, because I, I forgot. I forgot. Then they, they both showed up in my office, and I went, well, this is awkward. Right. This is like your girlfriend catching you at lunch with your wife. <laughs> nope, this is not good. <laughs> That's where you fake a heart attack and pray the ambulance gets there quickly. I've never done that. Just let that be done. I don't believe you. I really don't. No, you wouldn't. Why else? <laughs> Why else would you know this thing? <sighs> All right. Anyway, they made the right decision. Who's the next one to get fired? Who's the next NBA coach getting fired? Oh, uh, and Scott wh- Brooks. Uh, oh, I was going to say, and why would it be Luke Walton? Oh, God. It, I, it could be Luke Walton. I mean, the Sacramento Kings at this point just got to go, yeah, we we fucked this up. Uh, the Sacramento Kings idea. are the Bermuda Triangle of NBA talent. Of course they are. They're the Bermuda Triangle of the entire NBA. Oh, my my, my wife put her email, her old email address in there, and it's, it's one of those. Oh, she had a baby girl email address. Oh, oh. that's adorable. <laughs> 
And she did the little covered eyes thing. That's great. That's phenomenal. All right. I, I really want to say the one that I used, but I'm so afraid that it would end badly. Scott Brooks. You think Scott Brooks gets fired? It's just so contentious in Washington. I mean, I would love to say Houston, but I think they're doing exactly what they're planning on doing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you watched Did you happen to watch any of the Houston game last night? No. Houston had a shot to win, and it was honestly like they all looked at each other and went, mm-mm. It was like somebody in the crowd looked at uh, 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 J.B. Bakerstab and went, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Because their offense went from made a little bit of sense to holy shit, what was that for about three minutes? Right. I bet Cleveland. Better or worse than what the Tar Heels turned in last night? It was also not good. <laughs> I mean, because the North... Uh, like, I feel ba- I really feel bad for Roy Williams. I really do. Like, I, I was on my way home, worked the UNC Asheville basketball game last night. They lost. Unfortunately, the season is over. Um, head coach Mike Morrell couldn't coach because he had COVID, and that was a nice little extra twist to the, uh, <laughs> to the night last night as we found that out about an hour before tip-off. Um, but, but anyway, I was on my way home and listening to Jones Angel on the Tar Heel Network, and Roy's giving his post-game press conference, and he just sounds defeated. He's just, I get it, guys. The turnovers suck, but what, what, what do you want me to do? I can only preach ball security so much in practice. I mean, this is what I, I mean, and I'll be honest with you. All of these teams are going through this. Mm-hmm. All the teams that are counting on freshman point guards, it, this is what happens. Mm. You're, they're coming out of an AAU culture where your number one objective is to get noticed. What does that lead you to do? Force things. Force things. Mm-hmm. It's what Caleb Love knows. He's incredibly talented, but he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know how to run an offense. And I got news for you. This is getting worse by the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not new shit. Jalen Suggs is the only guard I've seen in college basketball that's younger than 20 that knows how to run an offense. And I just think it's because he's so damn smart. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, There's something to be said the college basketball point. game is it has an issue. Mm-hmm. And it's been put on absolute display this year. Yeah. I mean, do you really understand that two of the best point guards in America are 6'8 or taller? Yeah. Scotty Barnes is one of the best point guards in the country. He was a point guard in high school. You know why? Because he's the best player on the team. He's a 6'9 point forward that was literally the point. Hell, Zion Williamson's doing it with the Pelicans now. Right, right. Because there's so few people that understand how to run an offense, how to put a set together, how to initiate a play. All we do is run isolation basketball, which is disgusting, and I blame John Calipari for it. There's a rant that I'll go on one day for an hour. (laughs) But nobody knows how to do it. You watched Carolina last night. Carolina had a shot to win that game. Am I right or am I wrong? Absolutely. And you know what they did? If Roy hadn't just put a play in, they had no idea what to do. They're running around blindly, just mm-hmm. trying to find an open spot. Mm-hmm. Come off a screen, wasted motion, back cuts that don't make any sense whatsoever. No communication. No. Guys, it's know. just who's the dude that's going to be willing to take the mm-hmm. shot? And the problem for Carolina is that they've only got about two of those guys. And one of them should never shoot, ever. <laughs> and which one is that? Leaky Black. 
should never shoot ever, 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 ever. Thank you. Thank you. I watch him play, and there are times I'm like, God, I love everything intangible you do. And then there's other times that are like, I would tell you you're not allowed to shoot. I would say, don't even look at the basket. That's not for you. Uh, that's for other people. You do a lot of good shit. That ain't one of them. Yep. Yeah. I want you to be the silent guy. The silent guy on the floor that never takes a the shot. The glue guy. You yeah. can play some defense. You can help move the ball. Stop shooting. You, you know what the problem I is? I like to call this JP Tokoto syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> No, if you've been a Carolina fan no, for more than Tocatone an hour, you know who little, Jimmy He was though. a little better than that. He's one of my favorite players in Carolina history. <laughs> David Noel syndrome. Yeah. Carolina's had a guy like this yeah. on every team since I've been alive. The super athletic guy. Yeah. I get you. You can do a lot of stuff. Shooting ain't one of them. <laughs> Just go to the basket and dunk it. Yep. Don't do anything else. Yep. Play good defense mm -hmm. uh, and, and do all the intangible things, but please, for the love of God, stop shooting. Yeah, I don't like it. And, the, you know, when there's, you know, two minutes left in the ball game and you've got your three starting guards have combined for seven points because they couldn't hit water off a fucking bridge. Mm -hmm. Kerwin Walton was, his shot was awful last night. It is, but that's what often. you get with it. But the, you know, that's what you get with a young team. But, but I mean, the, you think the, about it, you the think turnovers about, with the bad shooting, you're going to lose to everybody. Well, I mean, you think about what I said because I picked Carolina to win this game mm -hmm. and cover last night. Mm -hmm. Why did I say they were going to cover? Because you have four big guys. Mm -hmm. How many shots did they take in the paint last night? It was not, not as nearly as many should. as you would want it to be. I don't have the number pulled up in front of me, but yeah. I saw the stat and went, "That's not good." No, it was not as you many. Should as have you should have been able to bully them. But Syracuse runs that zone. And you have to have, if you're gonna, if you're going to beat a zone, you have to have very decisive players. You're going to make the move. You're gonna make. The, you're gonna set the screen. You're gonna roll away. Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And when you get the shot, you have to take the shot, because there's never a guy more than five feet away from you. And Carolina couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So they settled for threes. They settled for bad jumpers. Mm -hmm. it, I, and here's something. Nate Oates said this better than I've ever been able to say it. If playing basketball, you shoot more than five feet away from the basket and you're not in the paint and you're not behind the three-point line, you did it wrong. If you're in a spot of the floor that looks wooden, you're not behind the three-point line, don't shoot that. <laughs> Ever. Ever. They're a top-ten team. You know why? Because you know what percentage of their shots come from the non-painted area inside the three-point line? It's six, six percent of their shots come from there. Jesus. That's his offense. We either shoot threes or we shoot or we get a, a shot in the lane. Right. That's it. And he will straight yoke a dude out of the game. I watched him do it the other night against Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Dude shot two of them in a row and he went, fuck off. And I don't know what he said, but I was, I'm just in there watching it like. Sorry, that's my little rant about the state of college basketball. <laughs> uh, I mean, I will give uh, I will give Bud Buddy Bayheim his due because uh, old Buddy hit some shots last he night. He did. I mean, when you when you hit that many threes, you win by two. You got to get the uh, you know the bulk of the credit for your team. However, it was pretty much more about how bad Carolina was than how good Syracuse played. Sorry, Brian. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> But hey, you got the W, yeah. and now Syracuse. Uh, I think they're, you know, the, the discussion about them in the tournament gets a little bit, uh, uh, you know, 
meteor. They could make the tournament. Mm -hmm. Georgia Tech could make uh, the ACC could have six teams in, or it could have ten, and neither one would surprise me. Right. Because Carolina's going to make it. Just because they lost Syracuse, I mean, that bumped them back down to probably where they started before they beat Florida State. So they're probably a nine. But we're going to have to win. <laughs> I don't think you have to beat Duke. I, I don't. I think Duke's out if they lose either of their two remaining games. I think you do because if you if you lose to Duke. I don't think you're understanding. You, you know what? I want to do this on the – we'll do this on the ESPN show today because I didn't give you the opportunity to prepare, to prepare for this. Okay. I'm going to do a blind resume for like eight NCAA tournament teams. Okay. And I'm going to see if you can name who they are. It will blow your mind. Mm -hmm. There are two teams on the bubble that do not have a win in quad one or quad two. Do you realize how bad that is? That means you haven't beaten a team that's in like the top 30 of the net all year long. Mm -hmm. And they're firmly on the bubble. Right. Yeah, I want to do that. That'll be a okay. fun. We'll, we'll, we'll turn it into something funny. All right. We'll put some sound effects behind it and. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. All right, let's do the, uh, let's get into the off-season files. Stretched a little long here this morning, but uh, we're having fun. That's okay. We're, we're going to 1030 fun. as soon as right. we, the, the transition to YouTube has been interesting. Uh, <laughs> there are some new buttons and we have to do things that mm -hmm. we don't always know how to do. So uh, the gambling show will continue to come out as a little uh, sliced piece until we can figure out how to logistically do that. Right. YouTube has a lot of buttons, like a lot of buttons. I don't even know what some of them do. Just hit them all. Just hit all the buttons and we'll figure this thing out together. Button. Just make sure you hit the subscribe button, which is the little beer right there underneath go. me. There, there it is. <laughs> and like, share, and follow the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias while you are at it. Uh, the off-season files, 2021 edition, Philadelphia Eagles and the Baltimore Ravens. First up, we'll start with the, the shitty Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, <laughs> as they've got, uh, they, you know, they got big questions. They, they did the Carson Wentz deal. They got that done. Carson's going to the Indianapolis Colts. Now you're stuck with Jalen Hurts. What do you do? Do you draft a quarterback at six? I think that's the number one question for their offseason. And I'm going to say they do. I think they have to. They saw enough in Jalen Hurts last year that they know he's not the guy. I saw it, I mean, I saw it in two games. Right. And as soon as I saw it, I went, uh-oh, this is not good. They tapped out on Carson Wentz's $33 million dead cap hit. Here's what's going to happen. Either they're going to take quarterback back at six because they fall in love with the guy. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be Trey Lance. Trey Lance is the guy that I just, I, I've thought him in Philly for a long time. Him, Philly and Carolina are the two places I really like him. Or they're going to tap. Mm-hmm. I think it's entirely possible you're going to have five teams tapping out for two quarterbacks next year. Because you're going to have Keaton Slovis and Sam Howell, and that's it. Tyler Shuck went to Texas fucking Tech, <laughs> which means, uh, nope, evaluations have gone out the window on that kid. Why? That error rate is just really hard to figure out. It's like Pat Mahomes. A lot of, a lot of evaluators missed on Pat Mahomes because they thought his stats were inflated by the offense. Right. And they were. Right. But you miss the talent because it's mm -hmm. not – you don't have to be a prodigious talent to be really good in an air raid. True. Another problem we have with Keaton Slovis. The, the evaluation on Slovis is hard because that's what USC is running right now. So, Philadelphia is a team I can see just tapping out, saying we got a $33 million dead cap. They have $40 million in dead cap. Mm -hmm. That's just under a fifth 
of their salary cap is dead money to players that aren't on the team anymore. That's insane. It's I mean you're you're scrubbing the you're scrubbing the decks, scrubbing the books. We know we're not going to be good, mm-hmm. which makes me think they could give Jalen Hurts just a year, just to shut the fans up. Because you're putting him in a no-win situation. Absolutely. You'll be able to put up fantasy numbers. He ain't going to put up wins. But you draft a quarterback right now. I mean, you, you're – it's just – it's ridiculous. First off, you shouldn't have drafted Jalen Hurts in the first place. You created the, contra- the quarterback controversy for yourselves by drafting him in the second round. And now you're going to take the guy that you drafted in the second round and draft a guy in the first round – and create another fucking controversy. Like, I think if you take a guy in the first round, there won't. It, the controversy will be coming, but I think at that point, Jalen Hurts would become what they originally drafted him to be. They didn't draft Jalen Hurts to be. This is actually the thing that drove me crazy about it. This wasn't their intention. Their intention was never for Jalen Hurts to be a threat to Carson Wentz. He was supposed to be used like Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. And if something happened to Wentz, he was a guy that could slide into the lineup. And, and they wouldn't lose too much. He was supposed to be an insurance policy. Right. And they were so stupid that they actually thought that that would be a thing in <laughs> Philadelphia, which is the second loudest media market in the country. With the most and insufferable then, fans. Yeah. And then something happened where, oh, Carson Wentz sucks, and you've got a second-round pick sitting behind him. Mm-hmm. I, when we did our draft show last year, I literally called my shot of how this was going to go not 30 seconds after the pick was made. Absolutely. And it went exactly how I thought it would. That's, that's why I don't think the smart move here would be to draft a quarterback. To me, you're not good, and you're not going to be good. You're not a move or two away, so don't draft the quarterback here. Don't feel like you have to be tied into drafting a quarterback at six. I mean, get a, get a guy in the second or third round. No, no, no. No, 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 no. If you're not taking a guy to be the guy, don't take another guy. Don't. You okay. take one at six or you don't take one at all. There is absolutely no point in what... All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a little draft tangent here. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, stop taking guys in the second round. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. It never works. Christian Hackenberg. If you th- it, fuck you. I heard Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> that's a bad word on this show. If you that's look at every quarterback that's been taken in the second round in the last 10 years, I think one of them's been half-assed, and it was Kevin Cobb. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because if anybody felt like they were starter, they'd have gone in the first. Mm-hmm. They would have. I mean, think about the guys that are going to go in the second round this year. Kyle Trask. I don't mind him, but he's the backup. You wasted a second-round pick on a backup quarterback that may one day be half-ass for, oh, Justin Parton. <laughs> Fives from afar. What up? Uh, check the YouTube comments if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, and then, you know, uh, uh, the guy from Jamie Newman. Mm-hmm. He's fallen so far down my board that I've forgotten his name. That's a bad sign. Stop doing that. In Philadelphia, if you're not going to take a guy at six, just roll with Jalen Hurts and Nate Sudfeld. Mm-hmm. And then you can lather it up and do it again next year. Because you'll have Hal and Slovis. And I'll be honest with you, the Eagles, the, the Eagles, the Lions, and the Texans, to me, are the three favorites to wind up in the top two spots to take those quarterbacks next year. Mm-hmm. That was my little rant. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my well, talk. And, and, you, and, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, if you're not going to draft a guy, don't draft somebody behind him. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think this is the this is the move. I think you look to future classes if for they your don't. next franchise quarterback. See what you got first in Hurts because you're 
you know what you, you haven't sunk hurt. yourself. You know what this. you haven't hurt. If Hurts is the day one starter, they're tapping out on the year. They know what they have. Yeah. They know exactly what he is. Now, what you could do is to keep, and I've I've heard this, and Jamar Chase is the name I keep hearing. You could add a receiver to really make it look like you gave Jalen Hurts the old college try. Right. And when he falls on his face, which he will, then you can say we gave him all the opportunities. Now we take another quarterback. We, you know, and, and now he's Taysom Hill. Right. We got him for two more years. Now he's Taysom Hill. I could see that happening. I think you've put yourself in a position where you should you should be stuck. Patrick Holt you should said, be stuck with him for a year. Patrick Holt said wasn't Drew Brees a second rounder, and that is the exception that proves my point because that was mm-hmm. twenty years ago. <laughs> oh, and by the way, he wasn't a success with his original destination. They drafted a guy in the first round four years later. Just throwing it out there. Who's he's still playing, and the guy they drafted is retired. Right. That's how long Drew Brees has been around. What kind of options do they have, though, to add anybody? In the draft? It depends on what you're trying to do. I'm talking about this. I mean, obviously, the draft, they have draft picks that they could bring guys in. I'm talking about free agents. They they can't do anything. They're they're $43 million Mm -hmm. over the cap. How do they make that work? Because, I mean, you mentioned Nate Sudfeld. Oh, I actually just saw that he added Andy Dalton, Jake Plummer, and Brett Favre. Uh, Brett Favre was 30 years ago. Jake Plummer was 26 years ago, and Andy Dalton was 10 years ago? Something like that. And do we really feel like Andy Dalton's been successful? <laughs> he's I been mean, fine. He had some good years. In he's Cincinnati. been fine, but literally he's the best quarterback that's been drafted in the second round the last decade. True. Kevin Cobb was the, the, the other one I was thinking of. Derek Carr, another good example. Okay. He's won exactly zero playoff games. Right. I mean, yeah, he's been a starter in the NFL. But, woo. I say I'm one of those people that I think you either have an elite quarterback or you don't have or a quarterback. You, right. I think there's four teams in the NFL that have a quarterback right now. So, yeah, I'm a little biased. Your standards are a little too high. I think that's, I think that's what everybody's saying. Your standards are a little too high. Uh, coffee's for closers. I'll take mine with two creams. But at, for, at $43 million. Yeah, look, I'm a Jets fan. And I was a Knicks fan for a lot of years. I don't see a lot of winning, so yeah, it's all shooting for the moon for me. So at forty-three million dollars over, though, you mentioned Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld's a free agent. How they how they're gonna have a backup quarterback? How do they bring in one guy? One of these days, I'm gonna do a tutorial video on the salary cap, you and I'm actually to. gonna do it staring at you. You need to. That's why I'm asking you the question. They can get under the cap. Getting under the cap is actually not going to be a problem. They can restructure deals. They can make them more team friendly. They've got a lot of deals that run up next year. Brandon Graham, I think, is one of them. Mm-hmm. And if you extend those deals and you can push the, the guaranteed money that's existing, which you're having to pay all of because you've kicked it down the road for so long, that's what actually extending a deal is. Restructuring a deal is where there are multiple years left and you convert base salary into bonus money. So as opposed to having to pay it in a one-year chunk, you pay it over three years. They don't have a lot of that second thing but they can extend guys and it will open up money. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, they're going to field a competitive roster. The problem is that you got $40 million in dead cap. So basically you have a high level starting quarterback on your roster in the form of a dead cap hit. Right. You're not going to be able to do much with that. So this is a year of adding pieces that will matter down the line, which is why I really like them taking Jamar Chase. 
I really like them taking Kyle Pitts, too. And you got to understand, they're going to get another pick for Zach Ertz because Zach Ertz is going to get traded. I thought it was going to be to Indianapolis, but that's I'm not so sure of that now. I really like them taking the best player on the board. They need something everywhere. They're, they have one really good linebacker. The D-line's pretty good. The, line, the offensive line is subpar, but you got a lot of capital wrapped up in it. Mm -hmm. And you have no receivers. I mean, tell me what position they really look at and go, I feel good about this. It's not their team doctors. It's the D-line. It, it, that's it. It's the defensive line. Everything else on this team needs to be upgraded. Mm -hmm. So just take the best player available. I love Kyle Pitts to them at six. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they take Jamar Chase or a quarterback. That's where I think this goes. Yeah. Um, so best player on the board, and if you don't take a quarterback first, don't take one. Correct. Those are your two two main Well, adding uh, another uh, half-ass quarterback to this room makes no sense. Mm -hmm. If you believe Trey Lance is the dude, go get him. I don't give a fuck who your quarterback is. I don't care that you took one in the second round. I don't care that you took Carson Wentz in the first round five years. I don't care. Mm -hmm. If you see a guy that's a franchise guy, it's hard to get those guys. Now, just understand, you're going to miss on that guy 40% of the time. Horrifically. Yep. You're going to be wrong 80% of the time. So just know that. All right, let's talk about the other birds. The Baltimore Ravens, a team with a better future, yes, but it's just as murky at times. When you think about what the decisions these, this team is going to have to make soon about Lamar Jackson, whether or not to extend him and all of that, those, those decisions are coming. But for this offseason, what is their main concern? Uh, the main concern is that you've got a lot of unhappy players or free agents, and you're going to have a lot of turnover. And you got your two best pass rushers are free agents. Yes. Um, you know, guys, and then you got glue guys that are like Tyus Bowser. I mean, Tyus Bowser played half the snaps for this team last year. And I keep hearing they're going to make a run at, at high-end free agents. Like, they're going to make a run at Kenny Galladay. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense to me. Do you do you get that? Because I don't. I mean, I can see. I, I think that's the thing that makes the most sense. I think it makes them. the least sense. If they're going to be in the market in free agency, that would be the one thing that they would be going after. But why? Wide receiver. But why? Why? That would be like me buying give, a race car. You got to give Lamar Jackson another option. And I, and I own a fucking Maserati. Uh, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You have a quarterback that can't throw, and you have a high-end elite quarterback. But you have to give what him... What sense does that make? You have to give him better weapons to throw, too. Just because... He can't throw. Yes, it doesn't he can. No, he can't. Oh, my God. No, this can't. is a guy who led the fucking league in touchdown passes. He can throw. If you can, if you can get the ball close to, to them... If he can get the ball close to the receiver, give him damn good receivers yep, that are going to go get it. Yep, you just said the Cam Newton theory. That's it. That's exactly what you just gave yeah, me. Yeah, because you're stuck you're with You're going to have to pay Kenny Galladay $70 million. For a, you're paying for a receiver that your quarterback is going, going to have to get it close to. Mm -hmm. That's a recipe for disaster. And I'll be honest with you, if I'm Kenny Galladay, I'm not tying myself to damn Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Under any circumstances no i'm not saying he should lamar jackson's the most inaccurate quarterback beyond 20 yards in nfl history <laughs> okay that's a stat i didn't make that up right you, you can find that 
the most off-target quarterback in NFL history belonged beyond 20 yards. Well, the, the, the only option they have to improve their passing game uh, is, re is to replace their quarterback. That's, yeah, you're right. They have one great <laughs> option. Stop running Lamar but they, Jackson. But they can't do that. Or just steer into it and run the fucking veer. Go sign Aaron Jones and run the triple option. No, they can't get they, they can't do that. The only way to improve the passing game, Lamar is what what he is. You have to get somebody there that can get the ball. And so when you hear them talked about, you know, Chris Godwin. Terrible idea. Why? I think I just said that, but all right, let me let me let me phrase it slightly different. Chris Godwin's even worse because Chris Godwin's a—I mean, he's a decent blocker, but he's not big. Mm -hmm. Kenny Galladay's at least a gigantic human being. I look at Chris Godwin, who is a slot receiver, and you have to be more what when throwing to slot receivers? Accurate. Accurate. Uh, yeah, that'd be like buying a Maserati and you can't drive a stick shift. It, it doesn't make any sense. It but makes better, zero sense to me. But he's better in the short field than what he's got right now. And so what, what, if he's, I, I if he's off, you, like the shorter passes to Chris Godwin could be. He could also end his life. Uh, that, no, I, that would be more what I'm afraid of. <laughs> is that his life, he could actually die. It's a risk die. you take stepping on the football field. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a risk you take when you have an inaccurate quarterback that'll leave you hung out like a week's wash uh -huh. to get demolished by, by a linebacker. Uh -huh. Do you know who the leading receiver of the Baltimore Ravens was last year? Was it Willie Sneed? Nope. Mark? Nope. Then I'm out. It was Marquise Brown. Was that was the it? leading receiver of the uh, Baltimore Damn. Ravens last year. He had 700 yards. Wow. 758 or something like that. Wow. No, 769. I was close. I mean, I, wow. And I thought he had a horrible year. That's, why I, didn't, that's, that's why I didn't say his name because I knew his stats weren't great. He had 58 catches. Yeah. And the reason he's the leading receiver is because he's a little fast guy that can get behind the line. And that, it doesn't matter if you're accurate. He's so damn fast that if he gets open, you can underthrow him by 20 yards. That's fine. Mm -hmm. He's 10 yards behind the defense. But you wind up with a, Kenny, with a guy like Kenny Galladay. The beauty of Kenny Galladay is that Stafford had a huge arm. And you could leverage out a corner one-on-one, -on -one, and Galladay can box him out like a basketball player and go get the ball. I don't trust Lamar Jackson can throw that. Mm -hmm. I don't. If you're going to stick with him, and I know this is not going to be a popular take because a lot of people like Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. I just so happen to not be one of them. If you're going stick to with, stick with this, you have to steer more into the skip. You have to know we have one deep threat that is infuriating. That's all you got. He's not going to randomly throw for 1,400 yards to Kenny Galladay. It's not going to happen. This is a running quarterback. Okay. By, spending what little money you have, mm -hmm. and they don't have a ton. I mean, they've got what eighteen? Is it eighteen million dollars? Eighteen million dollars. Uh, that's with two of the four best edge rushers on the market as free agents. Mm -hmm. If you franchise either one, you are now back to net even, and you have twenty-five free agents. Like half your team is a free agent. Right. You get into this depth problem. I've said this for an extended period of time with the Ravens. You're getting to this point where you're incredibly damn top-heavy. Do you know how many players they have right now that make over $10 million? Uh, eight. Th that their cap number is over $10 million? Eight or nine. It's five. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Here are the guys that don't. Orlando Brown, Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Queen. Mm, let's just find out. That's five. Right. That's five whose salary is going to double within the next two years. True. Yeah, go spend, go spend on, on Kenny Galladay. See how that works out for you. <laughs> this right. is one of the best drafting teams in the league. But ever since Ozzie Newsom left, they have skewed away from that. Orlando Brown was a great pick. Yeah, guess what? You're going to have to trade him because he's pissed and wants to be a left tackle. And, and you'll get a like King's one. ransom for him. But you better hit on those picks. Mm -hmm. I can see Jacksonville giving up their second first rounder and then some for Orlando Brown because they need a left tackle and you're not going to get one at, what is it, 25? Mm -hmm. You're not going to get one there. Give that up for Orlando Brown. Let the Ravens take it. Add some depth. Steer into the skid of what Lamar Jackson can do. It's the only way you're going to be a long-term competitive team. Okay. Because you're stuck with Lamar Jackson. If you let Absolutely. him walk, you'll get crucified. Absolutely. Which is why I would never draft a quarterback <laughs> that I didn't believe in. Because you might screw up, and he might just be just good enough mm -hmm. that you can't move on. And and that's what... Baker Mayfielding. <laughs> No, exactly. Baker Mayfielding is doing shitty commercials during a game. You're getting sm smacked. So this is Lamar Jackson. This is Lamar Jacksoning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if they did go after anybody in free agency, I still believe they would be in the market for a wide receiver. But I, I think don't. you got bigger problems at home. You have to, uh, you know, to me, you have to let loose Judon and Ngakwe and try to focus on building blocks. Because I just don't think the money is there. I'm franchising one of them personally. Mm -hmm. And it would be in Gokwe. I mean, he would be the cheaper option. Which is weird to me. Because I think he's the better player. I don't think he fits in that system. Mm -hmm. I think he's very good in a 4-3 front. And Gokwe is one of the guys that I, that I think the Jets would be the most after. <laughs> because we switched to a 4-3. And that's... Ngakwe's a rarer talent in that he's an edge rusher that is equipped to be in a 4-3. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I never liked him in Baltimore. And I can tell you, Stephen Tao is a huge Baltimore fan, and he has said the exact same thing to me multiple times. He never fit here. Mm -hmm. So I would probably fan franchise in Ngakwe and, and try to reap some more value mm -hmm. uh, because they need depth. They're killed depth-wise especially when they start paying these guys. We, you have to be able to pay your own guys. You can't let Mark Andrews walk out the door as long as Lamar Jackson's your quarterback. Mm -hmm. That's his favorite receiver by 10 miles. You know why? Because he's a big guy. I don't have to be super accurate with Mark Andrews. He's a big dude that's going to go into the middle and is willing to take that hit and is willing to take that pop. It's the same exact reason that he liked Nick Boyle and he liked, uh, uh, it'll come to me, Used to be a pitcher, played for South Carolina, plays for the Falcons. Now Hayden Hurst. Yeah, Hayden Hurst. <laughs> I love these Same little trails reason. your mind goes on. Uh, yeah, his hair actually is the first thing I usually <laughs> think of. I See, to me, you steer into the skid. Yeah. Because right now you have a tight end that you could be running as a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. He's that nimble for a guy that size. Absolutely. But you tip yourself. To me, their offense is so predictable, it's pathetic. You just, Lamar's so fast that if you're not built to stop him, you can't. But then you get in the playoffs where every team is good and mm -hmm. every defense is fast, mm -hmm. and away you go. 
Do you know that <laughs> Lamar Jackson started 37 games in his career? Okay. He hasn't thrown a thousand passes yet. Wow. He averages 20 passes a game. Mm-hmm. That's non-sustainable. Wait a minute, I did the math wrong. 25. He averages just under 25 a game. Mm -hmm. Forgot to carry the, carried the one. Right. That's not sustainable. You got guys like Brady that are throwing 35, 40 times a game. Mm -hmm. This is not 1976. You're not going to win long term that way. And I'm going to keep beating that drum until uh, it, either Lamar Jackson's out of the league or retires. Right. The good thing for the Baltimore Ravens is that they do have options to get some assets. They get those assets. This is a franchise that usually capitalizes in the draft. They draft really, really well, don't they? They did with Ozzie Newsom. Mm -hmm. Now it's Eric DaCosta, who I do believe in, but you've lost so many guys. I mean, Joe Douglas was a scout in this, in mm -hmm. this system. There's like six GMs that worked in Baltimore at some point. Mm -hmm. Lost a ton of talent. And, and I'm not saying that they draft poorly. They're still one of the better drafting teams in the league. Mm -hmm. You need to be hitting it at that Ozzie Newsome rate right now. And they just... How do I say this? Baltimore used to be the team that you saw in front of you and you went, son of a bitch, they're going to take the guy I want, the guy that's fallen... But in the last, since since um, since Ozzy's been gone, it's been a lot of Hayden Hurst and Jalen Ferguson and Miles Boykin and J.K. Dobbins and Justin Matabuike. It's all guys that are fine. You're just not necessarily hitting the Ronnie Stanley. You know, wow, it's been it's been a minute. It's actually been longer than I thought. You're not hitting the Zadarius Smith as Zadarius Zadarius Smiths uh, shit. That's hard to say. Yeah, uh, the way that you used to, and that's what you need to be doing now. Like we're gonna Darren Waller. That's another guy they took in the sixth round. Right. Ozzie Newsom was unfreaking believable. Mm -hmm. Well, what God. I'm saying is, this is a franchise that I trust to do something smart with the assets that they are going to bring in. I, I, I do, And too. they have a lot, and like I said, uh, like we have, you know, established here, they have a lot of options, mm -hmm. whether it be franchising one of these uh, elite edge rushers that they have or whether it be, um, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I forgot. I lost my train of thought on that you one. You coughed and forgot what you were going to say. I coughed and forgot say. what I was friggin' saying, so I apologize for that. I'm going to hit my reset button now. And uh, <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens, what's your prediction? Season prediction for them? Next year? Mm -hmm. Nine and seven. Really? I don't think they're the best team in their own division. Everybody else thinks they are. I don't. I think Cleveland's got one more year, uh, or got a year of, of being the king of this division. Mm -hmm. Before they have to play, before they have to pay Baker. I don't see this team being any worse than 11 and five. Oh, it's hard to set a record when you don't know what the schedule looks like. And I'll tell you, theirs is kind of daunting looking. If you just look at who they have to play. Right. I would take them against most teams in the NFL, though. I still think I that they're right outside the top tier of teams in the NFL. All right. Before the offseason happens, this team has no money. You tell me if they're better than this team or no. Buffalo Bills. No. Not close to me. Miami Dolphins. No. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Yes. I would say yes on that one, too. Indianapolis Colts. 
No. Cleveland Browns. No. There you go. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even get to the AFC West. By the way, right. there's two in the AFC West that I like better than that. <laughs> okay. So you're talking about a fringe playoff team. You're talking about a fringe playoff team that's getting ready to have to pay everybody or reset the franchise. Mm-hmm. Orlando Brown's the first. You're going to have a lot of them. Time to hit the reset button. Patrick Holt believes that, that Mark Andrews is going to be moving. I don't because I think he's a top five in the NFL tight end with Lamar Jackson. I think he'd be lucky to be in the top half without him. Mm-hmm. He needs a quarterback that is really in love with his tight end. I love Mark Andrews. That's a guy that was on the, he was on the six to midnight list three years ago. I liked him coming out. He has flaws. He has flaws that pander directly to Lamar Jackson. But you've got a ton of guys to pay. I think the decline of the Ravens is going to be aggressive about five months after they pay Lamar Jackson. And they're gonna. I agree with you. Because I think they're stuck. They're in NFL purgatory. They're in the worst place you can possibly be. Because nobody's going to have the balls. And they've been good for so long, that, and nobody has the balls to come out and say, you shouldn't do this. Right. It's a bad idea. Right. You pay Lamar Jackson like an elite quarterback, and he's not. You're fucked by the fickle finger of fate as long as that deal's a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they can trade him. Lamar? Maybe they can find somebody yeah, that'll take I'm, him I'm on. sure a lot of teams are, are, are lining up to have a quarterback that can't throw. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're hoping, too. Anybody interested? Let's start these rumors. <laughs> Does anybody want Lamar Jackson? All right, that's going to do it for us here in the Sportsocracy. Follow, like, and share the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. We'll see you this afternoon on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 8.80 a.m., and 1400 the sports tank with jeremy green every weekday afternoon at three live from the wicked weed studio wickedweedbrewing.com drink different see you this afternoon